Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Meaning of Everything. I'm Jasmine, and you're listening to Totally Psyched. Today, I am accompanied by my lovely friend, Shristi. How are you today, Shristi? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? I'm okay. I'm doing all right. Just got back from school about three hours ago, and I'm pretty tired. So, listeners, today we're going to chat about note-taking, studying, and time management. Thank you so much for being here, Shristi. Um, I invited her onto the pod because she takes some of the most beautiful and aesthetically pleasing notes, um planners and bullet journaling entries that I've ever seen. She uses color, calligraphy, and creative designs and drawings. So let's kind of discuss that. So Shushi, what got you into this detailed and beautiful style of note-taking? So it started in elementary school. I took this one lettering seminar and it was like silly stuff like bubble letters or like bold letters and I would do them in like my projects in like fifth grade. And then in eighth grade history, my history teacher asked us to make like a study guide to make sure that we were studying. And so I went home to go make it. I was on Pinterest and I realized like a bunch of people made like these really beautiful notes. And I learned to know that there was a community and they called it like a study ground. And I realized I wanted to make notes like those. So I tried it and I brought it to school and everybody was like, wow, this is really pretty. And they used it themselves for studying and I've also found it really effective for me, too, so I've just been doing it since. That's super cool. So you did kind of just sort of talk about how it's beneficial for you. How how is this style of note-taking beneficial for you? Could you talk about that a little bit? Um, so for me, my, I like learn best when I'm writing it down and I'm paraphrasing. I know, um, for some people it doesn't really work like that. Writing things down again doesn't really help you learn an idea. But for me, like having to pay attention to it and try to paraphrase it and make it into like ideas and how I lay it out on my paper, I think that all contributes to how I learn something and it's been pretty effective for me. Okay, so how exactly do you go about making these notes? These notes, like, what's your process? Um, so usually it's reading the text passage or information first. Most of the time, it's usually a textbook, so I read over the section first just to get like a general idea, and then I go back on take notes on what stood out to me, and what was important, and um, and. Um, my notes are always handwritten, and I usually don't find computer notes effective for me personally because it tends to be just kind of mindless typing. So I like to make sure it's on paper and getting those important bits out. So that does sound pretty effective, but in a way it does sound quite time-consuming. How are you able to set time aside to create these notes? Um, it depends on my schedule for the day. Um, if I have a bunch of things to do, I maybe won't make it as pretty as I would like it to be. Usually I take a lot of time to make it like a color theme and um, separate things into nice sections, you know, choose what size pens I use. But um, 
if I have the time, then I'll sit down, maybe put some music on and just like study for like a good 25 minutes. Um, but yeah, usually if I don't, you probably wouldn't even recognize it. Like it just looks like chicken scratch. So I'm sure even your like quick doodle notes are super pretty. You have great handwriting. <laughs> no. So what advice would you give to students who want to make their notes similar to yours, but they don't have time or they don't really have the motivation? Um, well, if they wanted to make it similar like mine, I would say the number one thing to start off with when you're doing notes is try not to make it similar like other people. Because I know when I started out, I would try to directly copy it like these things I saw on Pinterest. And I was spending so much time trying to make it look like these other people's things that I wasn't really paying attention to the actual learning part of it. And I was obsessing over how it looked and everything. So I think it's just not worrying about the more of the artistic side of it, but just, just learning to organize information in an effective way. And um, so if you don't like, you don't need fancy pens or things. Like I just use like regular kid markers and a pencil when I first started out. And um, I just, just write the title and then write subtitles and then information. And then that's how you start out. And then you can start adding more things in more colors or diagrams or drawings. And the more you do it, then, the easier it'll get and the faster you'll get at it. Like before it took me like a good 30 minutes if I wanted to do like one chapter, but um, now I can do that in significantly less time. So it's just starting out super simple, like not trying to go over the top. That's pretty great advice. I do think that sometimes people get caught up in trying to make not just notes, but certain things look a certain way. We really mm -hmm. like when things look nice, but I do like, I do like what you said. It's important to kind of have your own style of making things. So my last question about note-taking, what would you say to those who believe your style of note-taking or just um, aesthetic, in quote, style of note-taking is counterproductive? Um, I totally understand why they would think that because if you're just writing things, like some people writing obviously doesn't help them learn. Um, like I said, for me personally, it's super helpful because I'm trying to take those ideas and paraphrase it and like actually put it down to words. And I think that whole process is what helps me learn effectively. And so obviously if like writing isn't your thing or you don't enjoy like writing by hand, then I would see why you could see it as counterproductive. And the part of making it pretty and like making it nice and look good um that's what makes it more appealing for me to do um so it is motivation for me to take the notes but i can totally see why that can be seen as counterproductive right but i i totally agree with you that when you like what you're doing you're obviously going to become motivated so you know mm -hmm. i definitely am pro beautiful notes and i should try and take your advice yes. so now let's get into some time management i know um as a high school student, I'm sure you're, you're quite busy. What are some of the activities and responsibilities that sort of take your time away from studying and uh, bullet journaling and note taking? Mm -hmm. So bullet journaling, I usually save for the weekends because that's more like a fun thing I can do like outside of when I'm not like during the weekday and doing things. So I'll usually set up my weekly spreads on Sundays for the upcoming week. And for notes, I usually... I either have piano on one day and dance on one day, and then I have to go to the gym two times a week, so that only leaves me one free day. But I still have a bunch of time after that 
So I try to, the second I come home and after I freshen up, I try to just do as much as I can because I like to keep as much as I can of my evening open. I know some people like to save it all for the nighttime, which I mean, I totally respect. I just personally know I couldn't do that. So it's just getting it all done first, doing what I have to do or whatever responsibilities I have that day and then just getting it done after and then just kind of working through it and then finishing it. So what are your thoughts on um, like getting up early and studying? Do you prefer studying in the morning or would you rather do it in the evening night? Um, I am not a morning person. I wish I was, but I do most <laughs> of my studying like later. Um, in, but I used to do some studying in the morning, I think. Um, I would get up at five and I would like, after I finished everything and made my lunch, I would usually like check my textbook. I know like recently my mom has been telling me to like, just check my SAT book in the morning and just like yeah. get that information down. And I have to say it is helpful when you do it because um, it is nice. And there's like sort of that really nice ambiance in the morning. That's just like feels nice. That's so, um, but I do spend more of my time studying in the afternoon. Okay, cool. So um, what general tips do you have in regard to time management? So I know that some people, like me, I kind of have a hard time managing my time and figuring out when to do certain things. So like mm -hmm. you said, you tend to study more in the evening. What mm -hmm. um, just kind of broad general tips would you give to people who need some more guidance in regards to time management? Okay, so I, it really revolves all around their schedule. like. Obviously, everybody has their own responsibilities they have to do. They might have sports to go to after school or other things. So it really revolves around what you have to do and then what you choose to spend your time with after that. So I think I know myself, a lot of my time, like sometimes it'll unfortunately go into like hours of scrolling on Instagram and like mindlessly. Um, so I would say just trying to realize how much time you spent doing unproductive things and try to do productive things. Well, I do my fair share of like being on my phone while I'm studying and then completely forget like 20 minutes later that I was note taking. Um, but it's just like realizing first what your schedule is and what you do. And then on that, you decide when you want to do your like things. So obviously after sport, maybe you'll realize you have like, like, an hour before you have to go somewhere else so maybe you'll freshen up and maybe save at least 30 minutes of that time for doing work from some class and then go to that place after and then maybe you'll come back and do more work so it's I'm it's really about seeing what times you have open and then using that time effectively did you hear that guys pay attention to what time <laughs> you guys are doing things that's kind of a note to myself as well I need to start doing that so all great advice. Um, have you ever heard, there's this saying called eat the frog. Have you heard of that? I have not, no. So eat the frog is like this, I don't even know what to call it. I read it in a book. It's like something about productivity. It's where you're supposed to take your um, most difficult task. So I took um, a government class my sophomore year. I'm sure you might have as well. And I hated yes. outlining. I didn't like it. It was like the worst task on my, on my to-do list. I didn't want to do it ever. Just saved it to the last. Same. Yeah, but the eat the frog mentality tells you to take that task. So take my government outline 
and do it first. Get out of the, like just get it out of the way, do it first, and then do all your little tasks later. So would you say that you're a more eat the frog person or a just knock out all the little easy stuff first and then do the hard task. I am, yeah, I'm the actual opposite of eat the frog. Like, I will do all my easy, fast assignments first. I'll do things, um, like, like that can be done and, like, discussion posts and all those, like, tiny little filler assignments. I usually get those done. And then I do the assignments I enjoy, if it's, like, reading or if it's, like, any art based creative kind of assignment I'll do that first and then I save the assignments I don't like for later um but that is I know that's how you should go along with it because then once you get that out of the way you have all your easy things later but I just find it so much easier to do the fun stuff later and leave the horrible stuff for after right yeah so do you think you'll ever become an eat the frog person or no If I have, like, let's say, like, three big assignments that I don't want to do, then maybe I'll start with, like, one, like, at a time. So maybe if I have, like, outlining to do for site, then maybe I'll do that first before I, um, before I do anything else. I just think it's easier for me to finish those tiny assignments first, because then you just get those out of the way faster. But Mm -hmm. I can totally understand why people would want to eat the frog yes guys eating the frog it's it's definitely something that when you think about it sounds like a good idea and I've definitely tried it because um my parents they say that it's a good way to get like manage your things manage your studying but Mm -hmm. I don't know sometimes it can be a little bit nerve-wracking when you're approaching the very first big thing so I totally understand and yes. you feel very rewarding when you just cross out all the little tasks. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's, like, one of the best parts of having a bullet journal. Like, like getting to write it down and then the feeling of when you, like, finally strike it out. Like, it's, it's great. So you went ahead and mentioned bullet journaling. I noticed on your Instagram, which we will 100% plug later so you can see her beautiful pages. You guys, I'm not even kidding. But I saw that you also make your own um, – you make your own uh, – bullet journaling notes and you also do your own planner what is what is that process like and how long does that normally take you um the I would say the longest part is choosing a theme so for every month you have usually if you want to you can have a different theme and then the spreads which are like the weekly ones um those are always um they're time-consuming usually just to find the layout but once you find because there's like so many ways like it's just a blank thing and you can turn it into like whatever format you want um so finding like a consistent one with your theme takes the most time but then once you like figure it out and you like lay it out and then you like start doing it then it doesn't take that much time so I would say 30 minutes and then you know like I'll set up a little mini calendar in the corner and then like um, I have a notes thing on the side and just like things I should know for this week, any events I have this week, I put that in and like events I already know I have to go to or some classes, I'll put that in. And I think that's where like having a key comes in, like a key in your notebook, like, you know, like a little clock symbol means a due date or um, like another sign means something's been canceled or migrated or just a note. So it really like, you can set up beforehand and it just helps like lay out your whole week for you. And, um, as 
each day goes by and your tasks build up, it's nice to just put that in and then see in like a couple of days you have something due. And um, yeah. Okay. That, that sounds super cool. Oh, my phone just went off. Sorry. That sounds pretty cool. Do you just get like blank um, notebook paper? I do see that sometimes you get journals with like the dotted lines. Does that help with like making yeah. calendars? Um, yeah, I could never do a blank notebook because um, I don't even know where I would start. I have the dotted ones. My, I made my first bullet journal, which was like a half a year one because I started during quarantine, um, that was a graph paper notebook, which was really ugly too, but I knew I had to, I had to start with something if I wanted to see if I could even, if I should even waste my time or like even get a real notebook. So I did it and, um, I actually did a, like I sticked with it for the whole, um, half of the year. And then I started this year and I got an actual bullet journey notebook, which is dotted and it's super helpful because it's like the lines, it just makes it so much easier to like lay things out and write things. So if you were to start bullet journaling, I would recommend a dotted notebook. You are amazing at segueing into my next topic. Oh. So how do you benefit from, you know, making these planners and doing these bullet journaling projects and do you recommend them to other students? Um, it's a great way to keep myself organized and I don't think I'll ever stop doing it. Um, cause I remember like when online school had started for like our sophomore year, um, like we were given all the assignments on one day and we just had to like figure out ourselves when we wanted to complete them. So I really wanted to avoid working on weekends. I always wanted them to be free. So I would realize, um, that I wanted to split things up. And then I was like, I'm going to do two chemistry assignments on this day, maybe one Spanish assignment. And then I'm going to do maybe one English assignment today and then have like another science thing for Thursday. And if I have like a big thing due on Friday, then I'll do a bit of the project each day. And it helped me stay so organized. I didn't have to do a single assignment over the weekend, the whole sophomore year. And I was so happy when I realized that that's what planning it out did for me. So I would 100% recommend it if you don't want to work on the weekends. It is wonderful. That sounds great. I wonder if I can still do that this year. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen this year, though. So. Bummer. But that's super cool that you were able to go through the whole year without having to do a lick of homework on the weekend. Um, yeah. So you don't typically make notes on the weekend do you normally save that for like your fun bullet journaling oh yes so bullet journaling is more like fun pastime because i can actually like it's not like i have to worry about what i'm doing with it so those are usually for the weekends but um if it's like an important obviously like midterms i spend a lot of time like making huge like note packets for each subject on the weekends because it's needed during those times but if it's like just like in a week with just a bunch of assignments then I tend to try to finish it all the weekdays okay cool so now that we are kind of back in school regardless of whether you're in person or not back to school is here Trishy and mm -hmm. I are in school mm -hmm. kind of begrudgingly at least for me but <laughs> So I kind of wanted to chat a bit about studying since we are coming in school. So what yes. study techniques do you find the most helpful? Do you like using Quizlets? I know obviously you like to write out your notes, but what yes. techniques do you um, use the most? 
Um, after note-taking, I would definitely 100% say Quizlet. Like, it's one of the most stunning techniques I have ever used. Like, every time I use it, like, most specifically for, like, language classes or, like, yeah. vocab-based tests, like, it's so, like, effective. Like, it's going to take time, but if you want to study, it's going to take time anyway. So if you want to do something that's worth it, I would definitely say, like, Quizlet. Like, if I graduate high school, it will be because of Quizlet. I literally don't know what I would do without it. Quizlet is a gem. I definitely really love Quizlet. If you guys don't know what Quizlet, Quizlet is, which I'm sure you do know, it's this really free, really free, really cool free website where you can, like, make flashcards, but Quizlet will automatically make it um, like a game for you, or you can go through and learn it with Quizlet's different settings. It's super cool, super easy to use. So yeah, that's great. I love Quizlet. Yeah, it's like the repetition that you get, because you don't get that when you're journaling. Um, it's just kind of, you write it once, and obviously you're not going to like write it like, like 10, 20 times. Yeah. So if you want it like something that needs repetition practice, then Quizlet is great for that. Right, yeah. So... Um, how, and this is just a personal question for you, how long do you feel like students our age should study for? Or how long do you typically feel accomplished studying for? When I was trying to figure out, like, my study schedule and, like, like breaks or, like, how many breaks I should take or how long should I study for, um, when I was, like, I was watching a bunch of videos on this and I found something called the Pomodoro Technique. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But it's, like, um, usually for, like, like, one-hour, two-hour sessions, obviously you can do more than that, but um, it's usually that it's to help, like, give you good sessions and still give you breaks in between to keep you, like, refreshed, but it was, like, you pick a task, and then for 25 minutes, you focus, like, on a part of that task, and then after those 25 minutes, you get to take a five-minute break, and then after that, you go back to your 25 minutes, and then you just do it, and then you get another five-minute break, so after four of those, which is called, like, each 25 session and then five sec five minute break that's called a pomodoro so after four pomodoros then you can take a 15 to 30 minute break so i think it's a good way so you don't like burn yourself out and like in like one hour and then decide you don't want to study because i know i like tried note taking for like an hour at least straight and then i didn't do any note taking for like the next like four days because i just didn't want to but with like this like timer it's just it's really efficient because you have like that time and it's like a fast one like not fast but it's a good amount of time and then you have a five minute break and then you come back again so you're still refreshed but you're not burning yourself out yeah I agree I really like using the Pomodoro technique because I think it's super helpful when you're trying to do a bunch of tasks tasks quickly yeah So, Srishti, we know about the stuff you like to do when you're studying, but what are your big don'ts in terms of studying? What are things that you would suggest nobody do? What are things that you would never do when studying? I have two big, like, don'ts. Yeah, I have, like, two big ones. One would be keeping my phone away. That is obviously my biggest distraction. If it's nearby, if it's in my eyesight, I will think about it the whole time. So I have to keep it like outside of the room so I actually get things done and then I'll try to reach for it and it's not there. So I make sure you don't have your phone with you. And the second one is because I struggled with this a lot when I would do textbook note taking. 
instead of paraphrasing it, I would write what was in the textbook word for word. So I might as well have rewritten the whole textbook. And it was doing nothing for me because all I'm thinking about is just rewriting it and I'm not learning anything. Like I might as well could have just read it. So it's just making sure you're not like, unless it's of course like a very important topic that you need to copy down then like, of course, like go for it. But if it's like a whole page, you need to have paraphrase or like get those main ideas and don't copy it word for word because then you're wasting your time. So those are, yeah. Absolutely. Especially when like outlining and doing notes, it's really important to put yeah. things in your own I noticed words. a lot in outlining, I would just copy the paragraphs like word for word, like right. no difference. Yeah. So... So a lot of students have kind of been struggling with the transition going from computer to person, sometimes to person again. How do you recommend, like, and a lot of people are just studying with struggling in general. Studying mm -hmm. with struggling. I meant struggling with studying in general. So what do you recommend students who are kind of having a hard time getting a structured study schedule? What do you think that they should do to kind of hatch a plan for this year? Um... When you want studying, like, like even the basics of note-taking or just know how to take notes, then I think the best way to do it would be, like, to start with just, like, super small sessions. So maybe not a textbook, but maybe just a video. And watch, like, a video. It doesn't, like, if you want to, like, practice. I don't know if you'd want to, like, practice note-taking. But if you find, like, a short video on a topic of something you're learning and you watch that video and you take notes and you see what you copied down, how you copied it down, how you organized your ideas, and if you, like, you don't have to think about all this stuff, but how fast you took to write things down, it'll give you an idea of how well you take your notes. So if you want to do like a two journal thing, I've used like two journal things in the past where in class I have a journal where it's like messy and I'm just trying to get like important things down because I, I write really slowly when I'm trying to make pretty notes, but um, it's getting better though. But um, I, it's still messy. So then at home I go over it and rewrite it in like a nice format because I just like learning from things that look good. But it's really just starting small and doing like easy things and then you can start going from bigger passages or bigger bits of information. Um, but videos, I think that's like one of the first few things I did um, when I started note-taking. It was using videos, making notes of it, and then making those notes pretty. And then you can do the same thing with any other like place you get information from. That's a really good idea. I do think that um, breaking things down and going small before you go big yeah. is definitely important. And I think that's great that you said that. So before yeah. we wrap up, I wanted to talk about bullet journaling because yeah. bullet journaling was something I always wanted to get into but never had the patience or the steady hand. So how often do you do your bullet journaling and what's your routine for that? So now that my school or our school isn't giving out planners. Um, it's great that I have a bullet journal because that's my planner and I know it well because I designed it for me. Um, so I use it, I bring it to school every day. When I get homework, I write it down immediately because I know 100% I'm going to forget it. And thankfully with a bullet journal, I have not forgotten an assignment yet. I let's like hope I don't like just jinx it. But um, I have not forgotten it because if you just write it down as soon as you like get it assigned to you then it's always going to be there so then when you go to do your homework later in the day then you'll see it and you won't forget it so I do use it every day and then 
I have this other feature, which is the like one line a day or highlight of my day. And um, just because I don't do like the journal, like diary entries. So mm -hmm. I still wanted to include something that was like personal. Right. Um, so I have that um, highlight of my day thing. And at the end of my day, I'll just reflect on what I did, what I enjoyed. And I'll write that down because I think it's nice to find something nice you enjoyed in your day, even if it wasn't great. It's always nice to find what that nice thing was. And um, if you have habit trackers, I tried out habit trackers. Sometimes they don't work for me because I just give up on it and I don't feel like filling it out. And there was also mood trackers people do. I did that for a month. That I didn't really find any importance in that. But um, it, it's, I use it like every day. And that's, yeah, I use it a lot. Cool. So do you think that, well, for you, is bullet journaling a therapeutic relaxation thing that you do? Is it like self-care or is it um, more just you trying to put your productive creativity into something other than your notes? I think, I think it's a mix. I definitely do it for the therapy, like therapeutic thing um I enjoy it it's like one of my passion projects in that in my Instagram so um that's the whole reason I started posting it anyway because I realized I really like this and I kind of want to share it with other people um so that's why I I, I enjoy doing it otherwise I would not be doing this right. but um there's also that part of instead of notes I want to put that like that creativity into something else and I I get to channel that through bullet journaling. So it's, it's, it feels mandatory sometimes because then I feel like, Oh, I have to do the next week's spread. And sometimes I don't enjoy it. But then other times I'm like, really like, if I really like the theme, then I'll like set up three weeks in advance. Cause <laughs> I just like to like one day I'll just like do a whole month. Cause I'm just so like, in a good mood for and other days I I think the longest break I took was like three months I didn't journal and wow. it was I well I didn't post I think I still did the highlight of my day but um I didn't because I I didn't feel satisfied enough for it and I think that's the worst part because about having like an Instagram you just feel like it needs mm -hmm. to look good for you to be able to post it and other people might think it looks good but if you don't like it then you're obviously like not gonna post it mm -hmm. um but um, it's like, I mean, I think I should post anyway, even if I don't feel satisfied. Because when there's so many people who are doing their own thing and you feel like they're doing better than you, then that's not really a great mindset. Right. So post, like being okay with what I make and being able to post it without worrying if it's good enough is really the thing I'm working on. So the way you just talk about bullet journaling, your note-taking, obviously, it sounds like you're very mm -hmm. passionate and you really love doing it. What would you um, suggest students who kind of don't really know what their passion is, they don't know what kind of artistic um, outlet they'd like to use, what would you suggest they do to, um, like, sorry, I'm not really phrasing my question in the way that I want it to, what would you suggest people who aren't really able to express their passions in the way that they want to, what do you suggest that they, um, what do you suggest they do? If that doesn't make sense, <laughs> let Is me this know. like in a journaling sense, like how to make journaling, like, well, why do you, work or just like generally, like, I guess, okay, why do you think people should journal? Like, is, do you get anything out of it? I mean, obviously you do. Okay. Um, I do it 
for the organization it gives me. It's also just like a thing I can talk about. It's like it's like something I do, and I'm like proud of it. It's one of my hobbies, um, and they're also great conversation starters. But um, uh, for people who like don't really know that much about it, I would just say find a journal, like I did, just some random journal, and just just try a spread for a week and just it doesn't have to be like super artistic obviously and just make a key and then jot things down of like important things or not important things like just whatever you want and if you find it effective and if you find it interesting then keep doing it but if it's still not working for you but you still want to try journaling then try a pre-made planner like before I even knew about bullet journaling I had like a pre-made planner and then I started making that like like I would change that up to fit me more and then I realized maybe I should do a bullet journal instead. Mm -hmm. So obviously if it doesn't like work out, um, then try pre-made planner. And if that doesn't work out, then maybe it's not your thing and it's okay if it's not like it doesn't have to be, it's not, it's not for everyone, but if you want to do it, then you totally can. Like if you feel like you're like the one thing I would say is don't make it feel like, it has to be artistic, because that's, like, the one thing I struggled with, was making it look pretty, and it's literally not about that, so. Thank you for very eloquently answering my poorly worded question. <laughs> no, it's but fine. You, you hit it right on the bat. That's exactly kind of what I wanted, like, what I wanted you to say to the listeners. So, mm -hmm. just now, I kind of have more random general questions. Earlier, you said that you don't really find it effective taking notes on a computer, do you think that that'll ever change, or is this like a firm believer? I don't like taking notes on computers. Um, I tried outlining or like note taking when uh, we had Gov, and I realized um, I'm I'm an okay typer, but like there's also like the organization part of it and making right. like like bullets, subtitles, and everything, and I I didn't really enjoy doing that I think it's fun when you get to handwrite it um yeah. it's like part of the process I guess the writing part and just seeing your handwriting look really good like, like I know the one things I really enjoy which I need to do soon is make reels or like little yeah. short videos of me doing my notes um because it's just super cool to see from like another perspective of how you journal or how you note take and how other people see it because they like comment on it and they're like or people will say, like, your handwriting looks really good, and I really like when people compliment my handwriting. Yeah. Um, so, um, what was the question again? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, I just asked if you would ever take computer notes, and it doesn't sound like you will. I feel like you really like writing no. on paper. Yeah, although one thing I have seen which seems so cool is those iPad notes with, like, the Apple pencil, and, like, yeah. people, like, take notes. So it's, like, still handwriting, but it's, like, right. digital. Yeah. Like, that seems cool. Like, I would totally do that. But, like, typing, like, you can change fonts and you can change sizes, but I feel like it'll just never be, like, like it never yeah. feel like you did it. I don't know. Like, I, I like that satisfaction of knowing I did that, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah, no, I totally understand what you're saying. But, yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. So this is just kind of an idea that popped into my head. Also, when I first saw your notes in school, we were in uh, freshman year in history, I saw yes. the notes, my eyes almost popped out of my head. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> and I thought to myself, you know, I would, like, I would buy that. Like, I would buy that from her. Would you ever, like, like, would you ever, and not this. Sell it? Yeah, like, would you ever set up, like, maybe an Etsy shop 
where you would like oh. make these for people like I don't know if people were like oh you know I'd really like a strawberry theme would you make that <laughs> is that something you'd ever want yeah, to do yeah like 100% I will sell it like I know somebody she does take iPad notes actually and she sells it like $15 for like a whole chapter and I was like wow like I if somebody wanted me to make notes for them and like pay me for it I will 100% do it for them like I, I can definitely see myself doing that yeah yeah because your planner was so cute like I don't I don't even remember what your theme was it had it was like with clouds and planes yes it was so pretty it was so cute oh, thank you and I just like that's it's super cool that you have this um like you might not agree, but I definitely think it's a talent. You have, like, this motivation and this, like, really beautiful um, handwriting, and you can draw. So I think it's really cool that you're able to do all of that, and it's super cool that you um, have the ability to pursue your passion. I think yeah, that's super cool. Really cool. So, Shishi, thank you so much for all of the great information, all the laughs, and just for being here. It's really great to hear the, um, the ideas and the opinions of another student here on air. Because for the last two episodes, it's just me rambling on. And I haven't really talked about anything school. And I love listening to it, so. You're too nice. You're too nice, Christy. Um, I'm sure the students listening will likely agree that this was pretty helpful. I learned a lot just from talking to you, and I talk to you all the time. So, uh, do you have anything to say before we sign out? Um, no, except for you can follow my Instagram at solar study, but with two Y's, not one Y. There's two Y's. Um, I'll hopefully start posting more since school's starting and I will be piling myself under a bunch and bunch of notes from all my classes. So you'll definitely see more posts from me, but that's all I have. Thank you for inviting me. Of course, Jesse. Thank you so much for coming. Goodbye, listeners. Thank you so much for tuning into my episode with Sristi. It was great being able to discuss note-taking, back-to-school, studying, time management, and journaling with her. She is truly incredible, and if you'd like to see some of her beautiful notes firsthand and just get to know a little bit more about her and her content, you can follow her on Instagram at S-O-L-A-R-S-T-U-D-Y-Y. That's Solar Study with two Ys on Instagram. Everything's lowercase. Again, S-O-L-A-R-S-T-U-D-Y-Y. And it'll also be linked in the show notes. If you'd like to hear some more of Totally Psyched, feel free to read my blog and visit my Instagram, also linked below. Again, I'd like to thank you guys for coming back and listening to my September episode. I will see you guys next month in October. Mm -hmm.